intellectual simulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast coming to you from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. My guest today, she's an up-and-coming wrestler in Texas, the Brazilian-born Christy James. Christy, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing good in the Midwest, dealing with the heat, and my body's full of mosquito bites. How about yourself? Yeah, we uh, have these wonderful bird mosquitoes down here, and they you even walk outside, they just kind of attack you. So they're they're wonderful. I I feel you with the whole mosquito thing. They're they're the worst things ever. Oh, what are what are bird mosquitoes? What do you mean by that? So, bird mos- so regular mosquitoes, you can see them, but you can't really see their bodies. Mm-hmm. But bird mosquitoes are like, you can see the stripes on the back Holy. of the actual body of the mosquitoes. So they're enormous. They're gigantic, and they're not afraid of people. They'll just land on you, and if you swat them and you don't get them, then they'll just hang out there and, you know, just suck you till you're dry. Oh my god, I'm telling you, like, mosquitoes, I've been here for a couple of weeks now, and, like, the bites are just enormous. It's like my whole body feels like a giant rash, and, like, I I can't scratch, and I have, um, like, the cortisone and stuff. I'm rubbing it on my body, but it's, like, still there. It's, like, that annoying itch. It's it's just so annoying. I just got to get used to that, though. Yeah, I am a really bad picker, so I have itched. Every last one of my mosquito bites. So now they look like big welts on my body. It's terrible. I, I kind of look and feel like I'm diseased a little bit. Uh, not, they're not contagious. They're just mosquito bites. I promise. <laughs> so tell me about yourself, Chrissy. You was born in Brazil, correct? Yeah, so I was uh, born to Italian immigrants. Um, they went to Brazil, and my mom and dad decided to have kids, and they had me. And then my mother decided she wanted a better way of life for us. Um, and she came to America and started that better way of life. And she's, uh, she's a wonderful woman. She's kind of uh, taught me and guided me along my path, and she's been completely supportive. And just about every decision I've made, I'm sure we've uh, had our differences when I was in high school, but yeah, I came to America and that that was probably one of the greatest experiences in my life was coming to America. And um, are you an active female? Like, do you love like track and field and sports or... So, yeah, when I came here, I was um, in junior high, and I am very outdoorsy. I love doing stuff outdoors. And one of the things I kind of had to learn how to do because I spoke a different language was to find that common denominator with, like, the other kids. So um, joining a sport was it, and I joined wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I I was the only girl on the team Uh, because I guess uh, some people believe that women can't 
do every sport guys can do, which now I'm very happy that that is changing. So I did wrestling, and um, in high school I was on the swim team, and I was also on my high school football team. So that was very fun. Uh, broke into, you know, broke new boundaries for women um, in my area, so that was fun. Um, a little scary for my mom, I'm sure. She thought I was going to die every day, but <laughs> well, I held my own. Oh, um, how did you come to come about being on the football team as a, um, as a female? Did, was it like an intergender football team, or was you the only female on your team? No, I was the only female, so um, I made friends on my wrestling team, and when high school hit, all the boys were joining football, and I've always been a tomboy, not really into makeup and you know, curling your hair and eyelashes and stuff. When I was younger, I probably looked more like a boy. I, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely did not wear the makeup and get my nails done. Um, but I, my brothers um, were doing it, mm-hmm. and I look up to my brothers a lot, and I wanted to do it. So I decided to try out. And I remember the coach was all for it, but the other parents on the team were just not having that. They weren't happy that girl wanted to join the league, so they decided to give me. Um, uh, they decided to make me the tight end. So that was uh, very challenging, but I, you know, like I said, I held my own and. Eventually, everyone, the coach, practiced with me longer than he would with the other boys. Um, Coming from football in Brazil is different than football in America. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't really kick the ball from goal to goal. You have to throw it, catch it, run. So that was, uh, it was all very new to me, but it was a lot of fun. And I learned a lot about myself. Oh, did you get haze a lot being the only woman on the team, or did I get what? Did Sorry. you get did you get hazed a lot? Like, did they do pranks on you, or um, they would not like hit me physical, but I would definitely hear mm-hmm. the things they would say about me. You know, they would say it in a way that I they would know I would hear it and. They would put, like, my shoes, my bucket, my cleats, you know, they would, I mean, just, just that stuff, but, uh, I did lose my jersey once, uh, I found it at the end of the season, that was fun, I had to buy a whole new one, oh. um, so, yeah, and, you know, so, I mean, they, they definitely did not make it easy for me, mm. but. That's kind of been my whole life. It's it's been a rough road coming from another country and then trying to find my own way here and then finding something I like to do and, you know, trying to be accepted and stuff. 
Yeah, you hear many uh, many things about Brazil, like you know, like the stereotypical Brazilians have big butts and real the carnival and all that. Um, is it like all stereotypes, or is it like really like the way it is over there? Like you know, Brazil. Like I've seen videos on YouTube how like the the violence in Brazil is wild and it's like crazy. Are all those stereotypes true, or they're just stereotypes? Um. <laughs> <laughs> country, especially yeah. compared to America. It, I mean, America is very young, um, but Brazil definitely has gotten better over the years. It used to be that, um, actually, I think this even just happened recently, you had to be really careful to walk on the beaches late at night because people would beat you up yeah. and even kill you for your shoes. Yeah, I've seen um, that, yeah. Yeah, that is that is uh, very much a sad reality that people have to live with in Brazil. Um, there is a lot of poverty mm-hmm. in Brazil, but, I mean, the opposite side of that, there is a lot of good in Brazil. The people, the Brazilian people, they are very warm, even though there are those people that, you know, like, you have crime everywhere in the world. Yeah, true. Um, but... Brazil, the majority of the people are very warm and loving and giving. They have a very carefree personality, um, especially the beach towns. My family comes from a town over there called um, Cabo Frio and Bluevius, which is just north of Rio. Mm-hmm. And they have a very relaxed, oh, you know, it's okay, I'll give you this, knock me out later type of uh, personality. So they're very people. Uh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful everywhere you go. And even the, we call them favelas down there. You guys would call, I think they're called slums here. Even yeah. though it's probably worse than a slum yeah. compared to America's like poverty. <laughs> 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 their, their poverty is like, people in America probably can't even imagine. Um, but there is still something very beautiful about them and living in that community. Um, people help each other out and they do come together. So, yeah, we are very crazy. We love, (laughs) um, a good party. We love to throw a good party. There are a lot of beautiful, beautiful people in Brazil. It's a melting pot. There are people from all over the world that have just come there and, you know, just mixed. And now we just are very fortunate to have all these different cultures down there. Yeah, I know, and then the dancing out there is insane, and um, the carnival is crazy. I'm saying it looks awesome when everybody goes out there, you see videos, everybody looks like they're having fun. Yeah, carnival is definitely the the week, two weeks that God closes his eyes to uh, Brazil, kind of to say, okay, get all the craziness out, yeah. and then, you know, it's yeah, the dancing is phenomenal. The food out there is amazing. It's the beaches are amazing. I definitely love my country. I do. Um, just I, I just would probably choose not to raise my children there. 
Gotcha. Never. Okay. And I'm very fortunate that my mother chose not to raise the children <laughs> there. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, getting into wrestling, how did this tough Brazilian female became a pro wrestler? How did you get into that? So, when I came to America, I had this friend that lived a couple doors down from us, and his brother huge pro wrestling fan so whenever I'd go and hang out with them he'd always be his brother would always be watching pro wrestling mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand anything they were saying but I could watch them and I saw like the movement and the emotion and I've just always kind of been drawn to it um, I just never thought oh I could do that right uh so it's always the there's that girl that wants to do this, but everyone is always telling her no, you can't do it. And so now the times have changed, and it's kind of like, yeah, women can do anything. We're going to show you we can do it. So I am just really happy that I get to do it now, as opposed to back then. Uh, so um, um, who was your trainers? Who trained you? So I was trained at America's Academy of Pro Wrestling in Austin, Texas, which is where I live, mm-hmm. um, by George Dillaiza. He uh, he was trained as a luchador. He's trained a lot of people, um, a lot of very well-known wrestlers out there now um, and in the past. So obviously, uh wrestlers go and they get trained by multiple people, but on their basis, their absolute basic foundation is was taught by uh, George, which I learned my basics, my foundation to wrestling from George. Oh, and um, how was the training and how long you trained for? So, um, you never stop training. I still go to training. <laughs> yeah. So I train. Yeah, I still go to training. I go to training three times a week, sometimes four, just depending on how my schedule works out. Mm-hmm. And then I have my matches on the weekend. Um, so I trained for his actual program is a year just for your basics. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you come back and you know, you kind of take those advanced steps, um, and then I've been doing matches for about a year. So I've been in the business for a little over, a little under two years. Oh, uh, okay. Um, who do you pattern your style after, if you do pattern a style? Probably after, I mean, I'm just so young, but, and I haven't, uh, been around a lot of great wrestlers and I haven't gone to a lot of different schools so the only person I can say that I take my style from is my trainer George is a lot of my moves are lucha moves Mm -hmm. and him being a luchador he has always taught us right to left by you know, that's the difference between Mexican wrestling and American wrestling. So, um, it's, it's great because when I go to Mexico, I can work very, very well with them. And when I'm in America, I can work well with them too. So, it's 
Oh, but um, also um, like you that you say you have like the influence of the luchador style, right? Um, um, in um, in your work in your workouts, um, what do you work out more? You work out on like your legs, your arms, or you do like a total body workout? So I do a total body workout. Um, some mornings I will go and do CrossFit. CrossFit is great for a total body workout. They work a lot of your legs, your arms, your core. Your core is huge in wrestling. Um, I do a lot of explosive training. So just getting up and going. Um, a lot of cardio. You have to do a lot of cardio um, and a lot of like uh, body weight. So I work out all the time, all the time. So today I already had two workouts, and then I go into training for two and a half hours, almost three hours. Oh. So yeah, constantly having to stay in that best, not just um, not just for the visual, but also so you don't yourself in your matches you know you have to be able to out wrestle your opponent oh for so far for the years you've been wrestling have you ever sustained any serious injury as of yet um not severe to the point where i had to take months off but i did last year around december i was um just in training and I was practicing with um, with a, a friend of mine, and he went one way, I went the other way, and it, it, you know, she landed on my knee, and I pulled my <laughs> I pulled my knee. I never knew you could actually pull your knee, and it would bounce back in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I was on crutches for a good two and a half, three weeks. Oh my God! And all that. Yeah. All that. Yeah. That was the worst. The worst injury I have had. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, I was very lucky that it wasn't more severe than that because once your knees go, you're you're done. Yeah. Oh man. So like, um, is do you do a lot of conditioning though as well besides training? You do a lot of conditioning. Um. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of conditioning. Um, probably not as often yeah. as I should be. But <laughs> 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 I do. I do. It's really hard um, with the traveling and the just the regular training schedules that we have. It's just really hard to get everything in that you need to. Um, I do go to a chiropractor, which they don't love me. overeat and 
So uh, I, I try to keep a balance. It is very, very hard. I'm sure I'll get it all figured out the more years I have in this industry. But as of right now, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I know it's it's kind of hard, especially, you know, there's a lot of driving involved. And then, you know, you have your Arby's and your, you know, fast food joints. So, like, how, how do you, like, do you take food from home when you're going on the road and traveling? Like, how, like how do you, like, incorporate good eating into your wrestling? So, uh, fortunately, uh, nowadays... You could go, you can go to uh, Chick-fil-A where they grill their chicken yeah. on the grill, like right in front of you, right? Or yeah. Pan Express, their teriyaki chicken is grilled right in front of you and just ask them not to put the teriyaki sauce on it. So if you have to go somewhere that fast food, um, you know, drive through, you do have some options. Um, there's also, depending where you are, obviously, in the U.S., there are, like, pop-up salad places, you know, or, like, completely organic um, hamburger joints, um, especially living in Austin. It's very health-conscious, so we even have drive throughs that have fruit. Like, you can get fresh fruit and smoothies. We have a place called um, Juice Land here in Smoothie King, you know. Like, their food is very organic. Um, their protein's organic, so it's very, um, it's nice, but when you get out, mostly you go to Applebee's, you sit down, you look at them, and you have to say, hey, can I get this, but please don't put any of that high fructose corn syrup on top of it, or please <laughs> do not be pregnant, <laughs> and the waiter is looking at you like, you are crazy, you are so high maintenance, so you just kind of um, have to be self-motivating mm-hmm. to eat well, and I do take a lot of snacks from home. A lot of the time, we just drive, the only place we stop are gas stations, so I'll pack like a little cooler, and I this little red cooler, everyone hates it, I take it everywhere with me, but I'm the one that always has the food, and everyone ends up eating my food, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if anybody hasn't seen you I've seen some of your work on YouTube and um, you're definitely in tip top shape um, and you keep your body very toned and very well um, if anybody wants to see your matches or whatever on YouTube what matches you recommend they could see um, pretty much all of my matches on YouTube are matches that um, I have done a while ago. I have done so many more matches since then. Unfortunately, the places where I have started to do matches at are, they can't be recorded and put out on YouTube. They're all for purchase on DVD, uh, which is what our world is turning to, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, those are like the wonderful matches, right? Yeah. Um, but I do have one recently against um, Lainey Luck. She is an amazing female wrestler. She She's also a friend of mine until we get into the ring, and then I just want to kill her. <laughs> but um, she is absolutely amazing. I just had... 
Uh, I don't like calling it hardcore because no one, you know, bled and nobody's arm got, like, popped out of the socket and completely broken, you know? So I don't call it hardcore. I call it softcore. Like, I only slammed her head into a chair maybe three times. And I only strangled her once with a rope. Oh, we're going to call that softcore. So they can, and it's just Christy James is YouTube, um, and it's actually the most recent one from APW. Yeah, and this is a pretty good match. And um, um, right now in the wrestling world, like the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, which women wrestlers are 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 you looking at, or which ones are like inspirations for you? So Bailey. I yes. think she is amazing. I don't know if you watched the draft yesterday. I was absolutely 100% shocked when she was not drafted. Yeah. Uh, I was just shocked that she wasn't. She is fresh. She has this wonderful personality about her. She has a really amazing style about her. Um, so, which has totally changed from her when she won the NXT Women's Championship match. Mm -hmm. So, recently in her matches, you've been seeing her do a lot of lucha mm -hmm. stuff. So, she's very diverse. Yeah. Um, the other girl I absolutely think is great. Um, just because I love the power, she... You know, she contains his off the, like, who doesn't like her, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you hit her and she starts laughing at you. <laughs> so, who doesn't like that? So, yeah, uh, probably um, those two, but I'm also a really big fan of Leilani Kai. Wow. I, I mean, under the... I love Thunder Rosa, Holly Dead. Yeah. I just, I, I like women that have that very strong personality. Sasha Banks. Yeah. Is amazing. Amber O'Neill, Santana Garrett, uh, John Keeping, you know, can keep going for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all these women, I have watched their matches, and, you know, I just sit there and I'm like, oh man, you know, that's really cool. Oh, I love that, you know? So that's always watching other women in this sport has always kind of driven me to do better and become better because one day I want them to be my opponent and I want them to. You know, not just look at me as, oh, look at this girl. She, she's brand new. She, you know, she's easy. I want them to look at me as a real opponent. Yeah. So, um, um, what is the goal for you, basically, now, besides doing the independent scene? Your goal is to make it to the big three? Or, like, I should say Lucha Underground as well. Yeah, so uh, Lucha Underground would be... Amazing. Um, yeah, you know, bookings at Christy James. If anyone over there is listening, right over here, if you guys want to hire me, um, <laughs> that, would be, that would be great. I would love to go to Stardom, Shine, 
um, definitely out in the UK, I'm kind of a free spirit, so I don't like to be really locked down. I love to meet new people, learn new styles. Um, maybe one day I'll, I'll be like, WWE, call me. <laughs> but I think right now I would be 100% content with Lucha Underground and, you know, AAA and all those other wonderful promotions out there. Okay. Um, have you ever wrestled um, outside of Texas, like the Midwest area or um, New York independent scene? Or No, I haven't. I went from Chicago over the 4th, and I had a promotion call me, but I had to leave and come back to Texas because I had a match in Texas. But I've been to Mexico a couple of times, and I'm actually going back to Mexico Obviously, next weekend on the 28th. So, mm-hmm. the wonderful thing about being a professional wrestler is you get to travel everywhere and you get to go over birthdays and holidays. So, I will be spending my birthday in Mexico for four days. <laughs> um, but not the Mexico with the, you know, the beach and the palm trees. It'll be Monterey. So, <laughs> That's where I'm going. Um, I've been to the promotion before. It's LLS MX. So they uh, they have their videos for sale of the matches, and it's always a good time out there. The women, it's sometimes it's uh, hard to understand them because of language barrier. Yeah. So I have to really use my Portuguese to listen to them. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's a little different because when you're in that, it's a heat of the moment and in a match and the rest is like talking to you really, really fast, like they like to do. <laughs> you're just like, wait, wait, you gotta be like, slow down. So <laughs> I've had to have, um, I've had to have a translator in the past for me, just like a translating rest. It's, it's really hilarious, actually. It's probably <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But, you know, Portuguese is similar to Spanish, so I guess it's easy to, for, for almost easy for you to translate, right? If, if someone's talking to you in Spanish? Yeah, I would probably say speak slow. Yeah. Then I can, I can follow what they're saying. But it's interesting because when I speak Portuguese, they can't understand what I'm saying. So I don't know if they just say that and they really know what I'm saying about them the whole time. <laughs> or, or else if it's real, you know, and they really can't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So... Yeah, but I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, this will be easy. I can understand them. They can understand me. No, not really. <laughs> um, Christy, what's your favorite guilty pleasure food? I love fruit parfaits. <laughs> parfaits? <laughs> I love fruit parfaits, but not the kind. With, so I make my own yogurt at home. Oh, wow. There's no sugar in it. Yeah, so there's no, it's a process that takes 24 hours. There's no sugar in it. Yeah. Um, it's all natural, organic. However, there is something 
Yo Play yogurt with some fruit in there and a little bit of honey. It was delicious. Um, I'm not, everyone's shocked whenever I tell them I love me some fruit parfait. I am not really big in um, American candy. This is very fast for me to say because mm. I love America so much, but American chocolate does not taste the same as chocolate outside of America. Um, in Brazil, there's this cake called the Bolo de Brigadeiro. What? Oh, my <laughs> Portuguese and Brazilian fans know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it's a cake that's like no other cake you've ever eaten, and it's chocolate, but it's not chocolate. It's with sweet condensed milk, and it's with cocoa, and it's just a whole bunch of bad stuff for you, wrapped into one, and it feels so good after you eat it, and then an hour later, you're like, oh man, I probably shouldn't eat four pieces of that cake, but it is so good, um, but yes, that is... That would be my ultimate guilty pleasure. Um, the downfall is you can't really make that cake in America oh, um, because a lot of the ingredients that yeah. go into it are not allowed into America. Oh my God! So is that the, is that yeah, a bad thing? Well, it's just oh, no. It's just that uh, America wants to make sure everything's processed, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is great because you keep out, you know, all the harmful bugs and stuff. But, you know, uh, when, you, when you're trying to make, like, a dessert identical to the one that they make in another country, but they don't process, you know, their cocoa powder a certain way, or they don't process their sweet condensed milk a certain way, um, yes, you can buy that stuff here. It just doesn't taste the same. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You got to send me that link then because I have, I have no, you just said some long word. I have no idea what you just said, but I have to look that up on YouTube, see what that cake is from Brazil. It's so good. It's so delicious. It is delicious. Yeah, I can go on and on about like desserts <laughs> in Brazil. Man, we have Pujinji lychee. We have Oh my God. We have all sorts of brigadeiros. They're like, they're like, oh, and we have bonbons. That's what you guys call them. Yeah. America's bonbons, but we call them bonbons. Yeah. And they are, like, from Tarotu. They are so delicious. It's just a whole bunch of deliciousness. Oh, my God. You're getting me hungry now, dude. Right? <laughs> yep. Well, the good things for me and you and the rest of America is that you can't really buy that stuff here. So there's no way of getting it. You know, uh, you, uh, I have to, whenever I go to Brazil, I have to just binge, and I come back, like, 20 pounds heavier, and then I have to hit the gym, <laughs> like, four times as hard, <laughs> running my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, Christy, also, I forgot to ask you, what is, what is your finishing move? What is your finisher? Your main finisher? Um, I have a few. Yeah. I don't have, like, a main one, but I do a pretty um, cool satellite DDT. Yeah. I don't have any names for my finishers. Uh, unfortunately, everyone keeps bothering me and telling me, you need to come up with a cool name. Um, I do have a new move. 
I'm working on that I've talked to a few people about it, and they have not seen it done yet, so I do have a name for that one whenever I get it just right and decide to unveil it. So it's a little bit of lucha mixed in with a little bit of American. It's really cool. It probably won't be my finisher, but it'll definitely be one of those moves where people will be like, oh, I bet I can do that, and it's really not as easy as I thought it was, Ah, interesting, interesting. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait yeah. to, I can't wait for you to come up with a name then. Yeah, no, I have a name for it. I just I just gotta I just gotta get it solid, you know? Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. And, um my, my final question for you, Christy, is what would the Christy Janes of today tell the Christy Janes of yesterday? Um listen to your mother. Listen to your mother. Listen to your mother more. Uh you really can do anything you want to do and don't listen to what other people say. Don't let them influence you. Gotcha, gotcha. That's good. That's good, Christy. I'm sure it'll change. Ask me in five years. I'll tell you something <laughs> else. When we talk again, I'll ask you the same question again and it might be different. Probably give me a different answer. Cool. Very cool. Uh, and um, what shows you have coming up this weekend? So this weekend, I will be in Katy, Texas at RWR. I will be um, in a match against Princess Miranda. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, I have Anarchy Championship Wrestling at Mohawk um, in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, on the 28th, I go to Mexico. I have Lucha Libra Feminel Mexico on Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday, I have IHWE. This is the 31st of July in Fort Worth, Texas. And um, it's actually a belt match, so it will be me, Jessica James, um, Lainey Luck, and Kabuta. Hmm. And then, so hopefully, somebody will record it and they can see it online, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, the Mexico one, I don't know if they'll record it, but I know the ACW and the uh, RWR and uh, IHWE, they will. No. So, well, yeah, I, I. Not for July, stay tuned for August. August is a whirlwind of itself. Ah, well, I definitely hope we can definitely talk again. Yeah, definitely. You know, hopefully you can make your way to the Midwest area. Hopefully I can see you wrestle in person in the Wisconsin area or Chicago. Or, you know, even New York. New York is big in the independent scene, so. Yeah, I would love to absolutely get out there in New York. So, I mean, I have family out there, too. So, I would love to see family. And I'd love to get a couple of matches in, too. Oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much, Christine. I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good day.